Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast series. Um, I am doing my podcast series on how climate change um, impacts penguin populations. So for this episode, it's a little different. I have um, it, my roommate here, uh, Josie Sibley. Um, I'll let her introduce herself a little bit before we get started. Hi, my name is Josie. I'm Joy's roommate. Um, I am a student at Western Michigan University studying uh, mechanical engineering. Um, I do want to do a focus in environmental um, like mechanics and like what I can do to help improve the environment. So I'm super excited to be on your podcast today. Wow, thanks for being here. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, so um, just to kind of keep you in the loop, uh, my last podcast, I talked a little bit about how rising temperatures are formed, um, how they're affecting sea levels, and then just kind of dove into how all of that can impact penguin species in Antarctica. Um, so do you know how and why temperatures in the atmosphere are rising? Um, I would say there's a couple of different things that would impact it. Um, pollution would be a really big one. Um, all of like the automotive pollution, factory pollution is a huge one that I know. Um, but there's also plenty of other like factors that include, but I can't think about off the top of my head. Yeah, no, those are definitely good ones. Um, the pollution you're talking about is uh, a lot of like greenhouse gas, greenhouse gases um, that are released up into the air, like methane and carbon right. dioxide. So there's just a bunch of um, that forming in the atmospheric uh, gas layer, and all of that is just trapping way more heat than um, is necessary. Um, so good, that was that was a good start. Um, so kind of keep that in the back of your head as we continue um, talking here in this podcast. Okay. So. Um, Specifically in this podcast episode, I wanted to focus more on a specific type of penguin species that we all may be a little more familiar with. Um, I didn't really go into a specific type of species uh, last podcast, so it'll be interesting to see how um, this specific uh, species is um, different from other types. So this penguin that I want to talk about for this podcast was featured in Happy Feet and March of the Penguins. Um, what is it? Oh, I believe it is the emperor penguin. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yes. Um, so do you know anything about emperor penguins? It can be pretty much anything broad, like physical, with an E, whatever you know about them, where okay. they live. I know that when they, like, when they, like, when they, ha like, lay eggs, um, the male, I'm pretty sure holds the egg under the little pouch, like, and holds oh. it on top of their feet mm -hmm. while the female and go hunt for like food for both like the baby and themselves. But yeah, that's, I thought that was really interesting about those penguins. But. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was partly from Happy Feet where I learned that. I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> yeah. Movies do good. <laughs> okay. So awesome. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things I was going to talk about actually. So, um, I, I'll just kind of briefly provide some um, fun facts about emperor penguins, um, because honestly, I think they're the coolest penguins, but I don't know. That's my opinion. Um, so uh, we can kind of look at those facts and then we can um, use those to understand how they're impacted by climate change here in a little bit. So um, in terms of just like physical appearance, um, they are the largest penguin species. Um, they can get up to around 90 pounds and like three and a half feet Whoa. I'm pretty sure I know <laughs> um they're black and white in color and that's on purpose because um their stomachs are white so when they dive into the water they're like camouflaged uh, from like underneath seals. yeah mm. and um then their backs are black because they're camouflaged from the top side um 
they have super thick feathers in order to adapt to the um, Antarctica weather. And then they have a really small like surface area on their feet. Um, so they don't get as cold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's kind of cute. <laughs> um, and then you kind of covered the mating reproduction information. Um, they are the only penguin species that breed during the winter months. So their habitat is like on top of the ice, like that's formed on top of the ocean. Um, so like you said, the female will lay an egg and she leaves the egg with a male to protect uh, the, the egg while she travels to the edge of the ice um, of the ocean for food. And sometimes like the edge of the ocean can literally take like days to get to just because like if it's frozen around that much, mm -hmm. then um, it's kind of a travel. Um, and then the female comes back in the spring, which is a very long time. <laughs> but she um, brings food back and um, the food that she kind of eats like when she's there hunting for it and then bringing back is usually just krill or other like crustaceans of the ocean. Um, and yeah, so I know that was a lot of information. Do you, about, I have a question, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if you know if it's okay if you don't. Do you know how they like carry all of the food back? I don't know. I have a feeling there's like, like, like a pouch, but I don't really Probably know. Probably something similar really to like where the egg is. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because hmm. I know the male has like a like abdominal pouch that's like okay. further down or whatever. So like it keeps the egg like warm, but the male still has to like balance the egg like yeah. on his feet or something. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's very strange. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and I know the male like like has to like fast or whatever until like the female gets back. So like, like he's like, yeah, to like keep the egg safe. And gotcha, so gotcha. he's like pretty much like star <laughs> starving oh. <laughs> by the time she gets back. So interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they raise their um, little young little baby penguin on the ice. Um, so that's also important. Um, okay. So yeah, that was a lot of information, um, but hopefully some of it was um, interesting and stuck with you. So um, after hearing about some of that background about emperor penguins, do you think climate change, specifically rising temperatures, uh, have an impact on their species? And why or why not do you think that? Oh, 100% think <laughs> that they have an impact. So like you were saying, like the male, I remember in like a movie I saw all of the males like huddled together in like huge packs mm -hmm. and they're if they're on the ice and the ice is melting like their home is getting like destroyed every single year which is a big one yeah which is a big one and they're raising their kids on the ice which is getting destroyed like yeah rising temperatures definitely have a huge impact on like their climate and their environment yeah good um yeah so habitat is a huge one um and then one of the biggest things about the habitat too is that like when ice is melting um like the ice will start breaking off so then it also happens where like the egg or like the really like young young penguin that's not ready to survive on its own or something will be like on one oh, like okay. on the ice and then the ice between mm -hmm. the parents and like the child or something will break oh, and so now they're like off by themselves Stranded. and they can't yeah and they usually don't survive that so that's yeah, sad that's not good. Um, another really big thing is the food source. Yeah. Thinking yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about the food source? Well, I just was thinking, like, I, there has to be some correlation to, like, the amount of fish and, like, rising temperatures or not 
maybe it's not the amount of fish. Maybe it's like where the fish are and it's harder for the women to get to the fish because of the rising temperature, something, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of actually, um, with the food source there. So I talked about like krill and other like crustacean mm-hmm. kind of, um, fish that they eat. And so with, um, rising temperatures, it increases ocean acidification, which is like makes all of like the coral reefs and like everything when the pH is more acidic, oh. it'll like kind of like prevent them from protect, like building that protective layer over them. Gotcha. And so they're a lot more, um, there's a lot more harm done to those kind of like, like coral reefs and like crustaceans and stuff. So like when they aren't able to form and provide for like the next food chain, which might be like other fish or something like that, then, um, that population all decreases so then they have a less yeah um, lesser chance of uh getting that food that they need um and then yeah i think we talked about the other ones breaking ice and uh egg survival which is pretty much their habitat so yeah good so um there um are actually a lot of different ways that amber penguins are threatened by factors other than climate change but rising temperatures are one of the leading factors that de- that can decline their population to extinction soon if we don't do anything about it, um, which is extremely sad. Um, so um, kind of going off that, in what ways do you think we could conserve them for penguin population? These can be like specific climate change mitigations or strategies um, that are more broad that don't really involve climate change. Yeah, um, well, one thing like that has to do with like this day and age, especially now with like COVID and everything. I feel like our plastic like use is just gone like (laughs) through the roof. And for all of you that have seen Happy Feet, he gets his head stuck in like the little pop can, like plastic thing that holds the pop cans together. But yeah, I just like, I think like reducing our plastic would be, beneficial not only for them for penguins but for like so many other species and like ourselves in general but yeah i would say like that would be a really big one but there's i'm sure there's plenty more yeah no that's a really good one that i didn't even actually have listed um so yeah that was yeah that was a really good one um, to bring up (laughs) yeah that was a good good insight so um yeah so i guess just one of the most obvious ones is to like to decrease the greenhouse gas emissions so like traveling and um factories and stuff like that um would be um better if we could just kind of decline those um extra greenhouse gas emissions into the atmosphere but Mm -hmm. honestly like i read an article and it just kind of talked about how at this point like we're so far into like how bad it is (laughs) that like that like it's really hard to like that's not a short-term strategy yeah um obviously so um we can definitely identify other threats that um bird penguins and other penguin species have um so industrial fishing is really big um just because like all of that is like super detrimental to their food source and so like overfishing is obviously going to lead to less food source for them and then that's going to decline their population. Um, and then just different like human disturbances um, with pollution, oil spills, those kind of things that um, are going to be uh, harm- harmful to them when they are diving into the ocean um, in those ways. So um, yeah, hopefully we can see some of these conservation strategies in use. I know right now, um, I just read another article that 
um, there's more efforts to have industrial fishing like certifications kind of that protect a lot of um, the like krill and like other crustaceans and stuff from getting overfished. Um, So those are more steady for penguin uh, species right now. So that's definitely a step in the right direction. Good, good. Um, But yeah, I think this wraps up our second podcast today. So thank you for joining me, Josie. I really appreciate your insights about the topic and hope you learned some fun information about penguins. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Bye, everyone. Bye.